This is Iberian Property Insights, an initiative aimed for those who want to be updated on the Iberian real estate sector. My name is Alexander Lima. In this episode, I have the pleasure of having with me Antonio C. Montalero, Country Manager of Iberia at CBRE Investment Management. Antonio, thanks for being so kind and to accept our invitation, and especially as I understood to participate on your first podcast ever. Welcome. Even though your company is a reference investor in our sector, I'd like to start by enlightening those who are hearing us and may not be so familiar with your activity. Very briefly, do you care to tell us who is CBRE Investment Management? Hello, uh, Alessandre, and thank you for inviting me to, uh, to this podcast. Well, CBRE Investment Management is... Um, Uh, one of the leading uh, real asset uh, investment managers of the world. Uh, we have close to 150 billion of assets under management globally, and uh, we operate uh, globally uh, in 20 countries uh, around the world. Uh, and what we do is uh, we offer to uh, to clients uh, what we call real asset investment strategies, and that goes from uh, uh, direct and indirect uh, private real estate. To private infrastructure as well as listed real estate or listed real assets. One uh, important thing about CBREIM and that perhaps differentiated from uh, from other investment managers is uh, what we call our our investor operator approach. And uh, what this means is that we we want to lead uh, to be a leader in uh, in the real assets uh, investment uh, management industry by uh, delivering uh, top service to both our investor clients but also to our occupiers clients you know so we work uh, um, both aspects of the of the investments the pure investment and the operating uh, the real assets good and antonio in terms of investments what relevance does iberia have currently in your portfolio well it's uh yeah i would say that uh, huge relevance or at least very important relevant we are uh, one of the of the of the most important offices in um, in uh, in EMEA in, in in Europe consider that we have a long track record here uh, um, the, we have been operating in, in Iberia uh, since uh, the late 90s so many many years at that time it was still in real estate which was later acquired by 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 CBRE to 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 become part of CBRE investment management um we have been operating um in almost all sectors during uh, during this time we we operated in uh, com in commercial real estate in logistic in offices uh, and as well in retail uh, we also have investments in uh, in residential So, uh, yeah, it, as, and as of today, we have uh, circa 4 billion of assets under management in, in the region. Our main office is in Madrid, but uh, from Madrid, we manage both Spain and Portugal. Well, we do hope to see Iberia grow in even further in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. And if you allow me, I'd like to pose you maybe a more personal question. That is, what transactions would you like to have done, but were not able to maybe to enter a specific a sector or a city, I leave it up to your consideration. Yeah, yeah that's a, a, a tricky question. Um, and uh, I, I will tell you that I really 
don't regret or we really don't re regret uh, not having done any particular transaction. Um, as, as, um, as we said, uh, uh, we have a large footprint in, uh, in Iberia, so we are well diversified. Um, we have a strong capital sources that, uh, that allow us to, uh, to untap almost every opportunity in the market. And uh, we are very disciplined in our investment uh, approach. You know? So uh, meaning that we, we determine the, the price that we are willing to, uh, to enter into a transaction, the risk attached to it. And, uh, and with that, uh, we, we proceed. Obviously, there are some cases in which um, perhaps we were not able to, uh, to to get a transaction, you know, and we lost uh, in a bit uh, versus a competitor. But, but I, I normally want to think that, you know, perhaps that that means that the transaction was simply not for us. You know, we we we, we put our best offer and uh, we consider that we shouldn't pay more. Um, so if someone is having a different view, it's it's good, but also good for us. You know, we will we will go uh, for uh, for different opportunities. Uh, so really difficult for me to uh, to, uh, to to put an example here because yeah i think we have uh, we have very good uh, investments in the past and we are very happy with uh, what uh, we have done with what we are doing and uh, rather than regretting or thinking about any specific opportunity that we may have missed a very safe and positive answer <laughs> thank you uh, can you elaborate a little bit more about uh, company investment strategy you said at the beginning that you are present in more than 20 countries. Will you be addressing them in a centralized way? Or do you have different focuses at the country level? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, nowadays most of our, uh, or, uh, or, uh, of our funds have, are either global or, or focused in large regions like, uh, like, uh, like Europe, for instance. So in that sense, Iberia is part of, uh, of, uh, of that focus. Yeah, we have a both uh, bottom-up and top-down approach when analyzing investments. So um, uh, we have a very rigorous process and a house view which determines the uh, the right sectors to invest uh, at each specific time, as well as the different country weightings. And based on that, uh, we proceed on executing the deals at local level. So. Uh, it's very important to have this combination because uh, at the end of the day, uh, real estate, we all know, and it's often said, but it's, it's good to remark, it's a very local business. Uh, it's absolutely critical to have teams uh, on site uh, with uh, the right uh, network, uh, with the right knowledge, uh, with the right track record that can access this opportunity. And, uh, and combine yes this uh, this approach which is more macro driven with the with the local intelligence and the local insights and of course the the, the local asset management uh, capabilities regarding iberia do you have already any plan investment volume for the next year or are you still elaborating that strategy yeah we um when, when when we are being asked this question is is also a very really a really difficult one to um uh, to answer, you know, and um, uh, we always say that this is mostly driven by the opportunities that we may find in the market. You know? So it's, it's really difficult to give a budget. Uh, what we say is that uh, we we are ready to invest and uh, we are ready to invest even big volumes if the opportunity is right. You know, and in the past we we received uh, this question many times, especially after we have done large investments or large exits. Like, mm -hmm. okay. You you invested uh, 700 million last year. Does it mean that this year are going are you going to invest uh, more 800 a billion? 
Well, not necessarily. Or yes, you know, it, it will depend on what uh, type of transactions we, we, we can execute and if we believe that this is accretive and, and beneficial to, uh, to, to our shareholders. So uh, to your question, the, the, the answer is, is no, but, uh, but the answer as well is that, you know, as I said, we, we have a strong capital sources and if the opportunity is right, we will be there. Uh, I will launch you another difficult question. Okay. Uh, we tend to avoid doing predictions in our sector but I'd like to have your view on this one. What do you think is going to be the big trend that will mark the next months or the next year? Perhaps I, I should mention here um, again uh, ESG, you know, and, and this is not really a new thing. We have been hearing uh, it a lot, so we cannot say that this uh, is a new trend, uh, but it's certainly there and it's going to continue being there you know especially uh, in Europe and, and for European investors um, I, I can tell you that I, I have a lot of meetings with uh, institutional investors around Europe and it's very very strange the meeting in which this topic is not on the table you know so and this goes uh, much beyond uh, having a certified building or uh, certain credentials you know it, it has to do with decarbonization with the net uh, zero pathway with the capex associated uh, to to achieve these goals uh, to the impact that this is going to have in in return so so it's definitely a trend that is not new Uh, but uh, but for sure is 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 something that we will continue seeing and uh, and and will be on 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 the discussions with all institutional investors. As you know, in Iberian property, we are always on top of the major deals closed in both Spain and Portugal. What kind of news can we expect to publish regarding CBREIM during 2024? In other words, will you see uh, we'll be writing about acquisitions? Or will you be more on the selling side? Uh, it will it will depend on um, on the opportunities that uh, that we see on the market. Uh, it will depend on the on the on the capacity to match uh, prices between uh, between buyers and sellers. And the only thing I can say here is that yeah, what I what I already repeated, you know, uh, that uh, that uh, that we are monitoring the whole market that in this type of market um, in which there is uncertainty and uh, normally comes as well with opportunities and that we are very close to uh, to all markets to uh, to jump on them is uh, if uh, if that is the case in the meantime what we are doing a lot is uh, to spend a lot of time in the assets um, to uh, to focus on what we can control which is not so much if the yield is uh, five or six or four but what is happening with uh, with our tenants, with our occupiers, uh, our capex programs, and uh, ensure that uh, that we deliver in accordance to the plan, because that is something that we can control. The investment market is uh, uh, more uncertain. That, yeah, it it will depend very much on 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 what will happen in in the next uh, six months. Picking up on on uncertainty that you mentioned, do you believe it's beginning to fade away, or is it still a non-avoidable factor that is constraining? investment decisions well it it is it is uh, non-avoidable but uh, but I think it's always non-avoidable it's uh, this is uncertainty something we we live with and uh, uh, we are constantly making decisions with the uh, information that uh, that we have uh, we try to do um, uh, the best decisions obviously but uh, there is always a degree of uncertainty 
it is true that now perhaps it's more than uh, what we have seen, especially in the last uh, in the last year, as a result of everything that is happening in the macro and the adjustment in prices, the increases in yield. And the question is if we have if we have hit bottom or not. If we have not, how long will will, will it take? So, yeah, in that sense, that is something unavoidable, as uh, as you were saying, but. I don't see that as a problem because, I, as I as uh, already mentioned, um, in this type of environment there are always opportunities. There are always opportunities, and if you are ready to capture, you can profit from them. And this is something that we have seen in the past, that we have done in the past, and that we are ready to take. So uncertainty, yes, but yeah, it comes as well with opportunities. Regarding the, the buildings that you currently own, you said ESG is going to be very important for the future, or, yeah. or better, it will continue. It's already. Yeah, yeah it's already. Yeah. So I'd like to ask you, how did it influentiate your asset management strategy in terms of CapEx? Did you felt a huge impact or were you already previously anticipating that you would need to, to adapt? Well, it's, it's part of the business plan. You know, it's, uh, the, the, the ESG CAPEX is part of our uh, CAPEX planning uh, on the existing portfolio, as it is in the uh, new acquisitions or the underwritings that uh, that we do when we are analyzing a, a potential purchase of uh, of an asset. So um, it is already there in, in our case. Uh, ESG is one of uh, our pillars and, uh, and we pay a lot of attention to uh, uh, to this, because also the, the social responsibility uh, uh, attached to uh, to all the actions uh, there. So I will tell you that yeah, it's it's already there, and for sure it's there for the new assets that we incorporate in in our portfolio. Something that we did not mention yet was technology. In the past couple of weeks, I've been reading it a lot about how AI may affect our industry, our sector, and big data. Would you say that it's going to have a positive impact for the sector? And are you already preparing for something that might come? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And um, and in our case, uh, yeah, what I can tell you is that CVRIM for sure is very much uh, data driven. And it's data driven also you know, in the in the two different layers that uh, that uh, I was uh, telling you before, you know, from a top-down perspective, but also bottom-up. From a top-down perspective, we have a um, you know, significant number of people that uh, the, in in research, in quant, in analytics, you know, more than uh, uh, 20 uh, researchers in uh, in the company, 30 persons also in analytics and risk management. Uh, who help us, you know, to uh, uh, to understand what is the right strategy for each market at each moment, and uh, and help us to define all these uh, portfolio definitions and what we should be focusing on uh, at each time. And at the same time, uh, we we believe that there is a lot of uh, mm, uh, a, a lot to gain uh, when using uh, asset data, asset data to, uh, to to understand performance of the underlying asset, asset data to to serve better to the occupier's client, and that is something that we have been doing for uh, already many many years. You know, and we are in a sector which is very data rich. We can extract a lot of data, 
and uh, with the right analysis, uh, you can derive very, very powerful and meaningful conclusions that can help you in in the in the investment uh, in the investment uh, process to make better decisions. So, absolutely yes, we are very much data driven, and I personally enjoy a lot working with uh, uh, with data and analytics. Also, looking forward to seeing how it's going to impact the sector, Antonio. I'm not going to ask you to do a prediction now. I'm going to ask you to do something else that is a wrap up. Mm -hmm. Can you recall what was your sentiment at the beginning of the year? I mean, looking backwards, would you say that 2023 overcame your expectations? I, I don't remember well my uh, my feeling at the uh, early 2023, but for sure you could see that uh, that the market was changing and you could not see at early 2023 you could see that even before you know and uh, with the with the change in uh, in interest rates and even before that because the 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 uh, the, the, um, the the rates came after we we were seeing uh, inflation rates um, at at levels that we had not seen in in several years so you could certainly feel that the market was changing and that um, it was not going to be a year like the ones we 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 had before you know so from very long time ago so um i would say that perhaps it has gone according to expectations because uh because for sure at the beginning of the year we could say that this was going to be a, a more difficult year in respect of uh, capital markets in respect of the evolution of values um where i can say that the market uh, has behaved or that the results uh, continue being uh, strong um uh, is in the in the more operational aspects of the portfolio across the board and especially in our CDRA and portfolio the results for 2023 in terms of uh, occupancy in terms of uh, rental growth in terms of rent collection continue to be very strong so in that sense uh, we can say that we have moved in accordance to uh, in accordance to the plan but the macro uh, sentiment obviously was very different to previous years let's see what is last one and a half month of the year reserved to us in terms of capital markets and everything. Yes. So finally, uh, let's say that the general public, people that are not a part of our sector, will be listening to this podcast. What message would you like to leave them regarding the role of an investment fund um, and what impact it has on our society? Okay, this, uh, this question uh, is very much related or, or connects uh, well with the... Uh, uh, some things we have already talked, especially about the ESG. Uh, I can remark here as well that uh, the 40% um, of the carbon emissions come from the what we could consider the built environment. Mm -hmm. So our industry as a whole has uh, um, uh, a very important role to play here. You know, to uh, uh, to build a greener environment, to to, to um, in a way to make a more sustainable world. Um, Sustainable credentials is part of the DNA of uh, of, uh, of our company of CBAIM uh, because we, we we want to promote uh, yeah well-being and, and 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 to create places that uh, that uh, become safe places to either to live or to work. Uh, but that is that is more connected to the to the E of the ESG, but uh, also in the in the in the S uh, uh, more specific is how do we manage our relationship uh, with um, with the communities that um, 
that are that either work in our buildings, uh, live in our buildings, or shop in our building. Uh, that is very very relevant for us, and we dedicate uh, uh, budgets to, uh, to 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 interact with the community, to develop uh, programs closer with the municipalities in which uh, in which we are operating. So, yeah, very very important aspect as well. And the uh, the last thing I, I should highlight here is as well what we what we call the impact fund. You know, the impact fund are are, are, are funds that, uh, uh, in our particular case, are uh, residential funds that um, that uh, have a clearly defined uh, social impact uh, frameworks and uh, aim to deliver um, social targets uh, in those frameworks alongside, of course, with uh, with financial returns to to, to the shareholders. So. I would say that yeah, it's it's a it's a very important role because we work with uh, real assets, you know, assets as I was saying, in which uh, people either live or work or or simply have a nice time. So, so so very important role from our side and a lot of responsibility in that in that respect. For sure, Antonio, it was a truly pleasure uh, to be talking with you today and to have a close picture of CBREIM future plans. This was Iberian Property Insights powered by Grupo Iberino.